Hey, it's Scott, and before we start the session today, I want you to know that we will be talking about depression, mental health, and suicide. And if this is a topic that perhaps you would not want around little ears, you may want to distract them for the next half hour or so. Or remember, you can check out the session anytime on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> this is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give each other grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect on Rise FM. I'm Scott here with Tom and our special guests on the session. This room's full. Yes, it is. We're going to have fun with this. It wasn't designed to have four people in it. No, I got to talk to Mark about that. Need a bigger room. (laughs) It gets really cozy. Which is good. They're husband and wife, so they can get cozy. <laughs> you and I, we shouldn't probably do that. That's yeah. not a good thing. No, it's not. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about depression today, and we're going to be talking with a, a, a Mansfield couple that has started a unique, I think, ministry and effort to try and increase awareness about depression. And you're going to meet them in some detail today. But first, we turn time to God's Word. This is Paul's writing in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in All things God works for the good, for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let me welcome Donna and Jeff Heck to our show, the founders of 33 Forever. And what an important verse that we have there. Yeah, and it was one that's actually a verse that Donna gave us. Yes. And I'm sure there will be a conversation about that somewhere down the line. But why don't we start uh, with you all just introduce us to this to 33 Forever and why it started and what you do. 33 Forever is a nonprofit that we began, our family and friends began in uh, early 2019 after we lost our oldest daughter to long-term mental health challenges and depression and anxiety and and, uh, some PTSD issues. Unfortunately, and on a very dark night, literally on February 11, 2019, the darkness at that moment got her and we lost her. So we have been trying to raise awareness about suicide prevention, raise awareness about mental health issues, and literally make them part of a normal everyday conversation to normalize those conversations because we know that the more we talk about issues and the more we think about issues, the more we can address them and more we can help people get the help they need to address those because it's such a prevalent issue these days. We've talked about this some ahead of time with normalizing it because the generation we grew up in, you didn't if you didn't talk about it if you had a bad day you just had it i mean that's just the way it was you didn't talk about depression now do you think our generation today maybe don is a little more aware and more willing to talk about it 
You know, it does seem that they are getting more open,、uh, the youth especially. You know, we have programs in schools and we work with people who have programs in schools, and they say the things they share are just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, you know, making with no reaction and making them feel like it's okay to say that is the best thing. And, and I always would tell Jeff、uh, when we started 33 Forever that let's have a day where I can say to somebody, you know, they're like, how was your day? Well, oh my gosh, it was great. I got up. I Took the kids to school. I went to the grocery store. I had my therapy session. And then we're going to go to a grandson's game tonight. So just act like it is part of a normal day because it should be normal to talk about things that are on your heart. So I'm going to ask the obvious question Is 33 forever because Danny was 33? She was. Now, how can people find out more about 33 forever? We have a pretty robust social media presence and it's a good entree. We post every single day. Pretty much on there with messages of hope, with information, resources, stories on Facebook at 3333 Forever Inc. and at 33 Forever Inc. on Instagram. But the main place that we send people is 33 Forever.life, which is our website. And again, it's not.com, it's .life. 33 Forever.life. There's a story behind that too. I'm sure that, that's interesting. But we love that web address. It was available when I saw it, it cost $4.99 when we had no money at all starting this organization. We perfect. thought perfect. And it's apropos, isn't it? It's, wow, it's like, yeah. perfect. Now let's cover one other part of this. Are you all counselors? No, we are not. This is just something that happened to our family. We have a couple social workers in our families with masters, but we are not counselors. What we do is、um, somebody used the word connect. We connect people with what they need if they reach out to us. Our nonprofit has a professional advisory committee with psychiatrists, psychologists, that we might ask a question if it's a serious issue. They can tell them where to go, or we just pull out our phone and we would give them information on counselors in our area, et cetera. But we Get them out of our hands quickly, is what Jeff says. <laughs> yeah, what, what we try to make sure we do is that, you know, th- sometimes those issues can be very, very serious and we're not equipped、uh, nor are we trained to handle those. So that's what we do. But, but our organization really is based on five pillars that we call them. We, we try to focus on education, we try to focus on community awareness. We have a very robust resource section on our website with all kinds of resources for all kinds of mental health issues, prevention issues, and things. Maybe after the fact, where you, where you need some support and some help. We support research,、uh, mental health research, which we think is very, very underfunded, but it's something that we know we need to understand the brain better. And then the last thing that we do is we advocate. We're advocates and, and we do advocacy in a number of different ways, including being on shows like this and talking about these issues and just bringing awareness to things. And that's certainly become a thing here in the last, really, the last couple of years is the, the conversation about mental health from. PTSD from those coming back from Afghanistan and the, and the wars in the Middle East to、uh, traumatic brain injuries in football players, injuries in high school football players, you know, all that stuff has brought awareness to, you know, the mental health issues. And let's take a minute here. Tom, let me turn to you for the first time today. <laughs> oh, hi, <What> ? guys. <laughs> <laughs> you are still here. Okay. I, I thought you were going out to get us bagels. I woke up just in time. Just in time. <laughs> so, what are some of the symptoms of depression that That really we should be looking for in people to know、right. they might need help. Well, and you know, Scott, we also in a previous show had on Josh Sheroff talking about Warriors his, Respite. Yeah. He talked about how depression was so prevalent and he was so depressed, he literally hated himself. And that led to his thoughts of suicide. 
and so feelings that, that he had in are common of sadness, fearfulness, emptiness, and hopelessness. Emptiness I see a lot of in session. The emptiness where the, it, it's very tightly linked to hopelessness where I really don't have anything and I, there's no drive inside of me. Sometimes I'll do a what, what I call a, a hope scale with one of my my clients, and, and I'll say, based on a scale one to 10, 10, you've got incredible hope. You've heard this before. One, you've got none. Tell me what, where are you? I hear two, three. Where's the hope in that? Those are some of them. Angry uh, outbursts can be others that, that might cause it. Uh, irritability and frustration. Clearly, the more frustrated you get, the more likelihood is depression is going to escalate. When you are highly depressed and you don't feel like you have any hope, then suicide appears to be a way out. And I honestly believe that the enemy plays a part in that. He wants to deceive us. He knows that God has a plan for us. And if we can do something there, it's going to have an impact. Uh, He knows he he could try to rob people from the kingdom. There's a direct link between depression and sleeplessness. They tend to mask each other. You could be very sleepy and, and, and not depressed, but it, it kind of feels like depressed because you're groggy, you're lacking in uh, motivation and interest, and you tend to be maybe more negative during the day, but you didn't only got three hours of sleep last night. That's going to happen. When you've had good night's sleep, but you still feel lack of motivation, you want to not exist, then we're really beginning to talk about varying forms of, of depression. Jeff and Donna are here from 33 Forever, and we're talking about depression today on the session. And yes, it's a full studio, (laughs) but that's, you know, we're all getting to know each other really well today. On your website, on 33forever.life, you have one in six people are going to experience some form of depression over their lifetime. And I was just wondering, why do you think that is? Well, that's a complicated suitcase to unpack, but uh, I think it's just something that with the the burdens, if you will, of everyday life, some people are able to navigate those and manage those. And everybody has sad times. Everybody has grief and loss. Everybody has those things that happen in life. But some people's brains just don't navigate them as well. And it's not a defect in that person. It's just how they are. Just Thank like you for it, saying that. Yeah. Just like, that, that's one myth I, I feel right. like I hear is, well, there's obviously something wrong with you. Well, you know, if there's something wrong with your pancreas, we don't say that the, there's something wrong with the person as a character. You know, their, their character is not defective. But for some reason, we treat issues with the brain differently than we treat issues with the body. And that that's part of what we talk about all the time. The brain is still part of the body. Last time I checked, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty important part of the body. The head bone is connected to the neck bone. They they do. The head bone is connected to the neck bone, right? That that is. But but really, you know, we, we sort of think about mental health and physical health differently. Well, health is health and mental health is health. Physical health is health. It's all part of physical health. If your body isn't healthy, your mind isn't okay. If your mind isn't okay, your body isn't healthy. Research is showing, more and more research is showing, that you can see in MRI and scanning, you can see the brain change depending on what people have experienced, both positive and negative. And you can make changes in the brain. The brain is a very elastic, very malleable thing. And the amazing research that's being done in the mental health field right now shows you that there can be recovery. You don't have to be 
uh, burdened forever with something, and it's not a character flaw. It, mm-hmm. It's it's if you take medicine for your for a heart condition, it's not about a character flaw. If you if you break your arm, it's not because you have a character flaw. Other than you really shouldn't have climbed that tree. Well, but, probably. You that, know, that's that's just bad con- judgment. That's a different <laughs> issue. Well, you know, and um, the physicians and doctors, they will give someone a diagnosis of depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety, and you are not your diagnosis. That's what we tell people. You have to remember that it is something that you are dealing with. It is what we're going to treat, but that is not you. You are not a heart attack. You are not an insulin dependent. You may uh, be suffering with diabetes or dealing with diabetes, but you are not diabetes. When I have them in session, I don't necessarily even tell them their diagnosis. If it's going to be helpful, I will, but I've yet to hear saying to someone, yeah, you're depressed, heal them. I'm going to treat it. I'm aware of it. It's, it's knowledge for me to, to and guide treatment. But, you know, it, it could be more harmful than good to say, well, yeah, you have bipolar. And then they're, they're crashing. Have you ever had somebody, you know, you talk about the symptoms and what they're experiencing, and then they sit back in the chair, cross their legs, and go, so what do you think, Doc? Uh, well, yeah, you know, some people want to know. Like maybe their relationships in their life are saying to them, other significant others are saying, yeah, you've got bipolar or something. So they might ask me and what my opinion is, and I'm still not necessarily going to come out and say, yeah, they were right. You're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not going to be a good answer. But primarily what we'll do is we'll begin to look at the symptoms and I will help guide them into what whether or not they make that decision or not is more so how can we help it? That's what's the key. How can life be better? And that is what you all do with 33 Forever is you help connect. The other word that comes to mind is facilitator. Oh, that's a good word. I like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of just bring people together to help deal with its situations. Well, you know, when we lost Danielle, her name, our daughter's name is Danny Leedy. Uh, she actually went to Mansfield Christian for five years. We had, I uh, have, um, Jeff and I are blended. I have four children. He has two, but our six came together uh, in 1999 and they are brothers and sisters. They never use the step word. But um, but the day we lost Danny, our other daughter was in town with us for this new baby. And she said to us, what are we going to tell people? I We can't tell them the truth. And I, I know I need to protect you guys. And I said, you know what, babe, we've got to tell them the truth. Otherwise, suicide will win. And from that moment on, we knew we would say it. We knew we would share hope to people because it doesn't need to end in the way ours did now you all had an interesting conversation when you found out about danny and you immediately left your daughter and started heading up to take care of things would you tell us about that conversation you all had in the car yes we had a lot of conversation we were in charlotte north carolina at the time where our number six grandchild had been born literally 25 hours before we lost danielle so we went from the high of the high to the low of the low in in literally one day's time but we then left that morning after we got the kind of got the word and the confirmation and we got in the car and we originally started driving home to Mansfield from uh, from Charlotte. But on the way, we said, you know, we really need to go to Washington. That's where she lived, Washington, D.C. She had two dogs. We wanted to go get them. Oh, we wanted yeah. to go try to start to deal with things. We looked at each other and both expressed a concern that we've seen too many families who suffer a tragedy, loss, loss of a child and their marriage doesn't make it and we both looked at each other and we said we can't let that be we have to be aware of it we have to address it we have to talk about that elephant in the room if you will donna one thing that i've i also saw on your website 
that it's more prevalent, depression is, in women than men. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a great question. And my answer to that is women talk about it more. I don't believe that that's a fact. We are more... Um, want to discuss the issue, talk about it, get to the root of it. The man wants to either fix it or hide it because they don't want to uh, feel, you know, that they're showing any weakness. Amen. So, I mean, uh... <laughs> but I don't, you know, I, again, I'm not a mental health professional where, where those stats come from, but I truly believe that because we are actually on suicide coalition board here in town. I'm on the NAMI Ohio board and Jeff is on the Ohio suicide prevention foundation board. We see the deaths and the losses and it's pretty equal. I would say yeah the one thing that statistics will show you though is that as far as suicide goes more women attempt more men complete so the statistics are the majority of suicides still in this country are male and actually the most at-risk population in the male population is the older older gentlemen the guys who have a little gray hair like the three of us in this room <laughs> and so we need to be aware and and i think one of the reasons that could be is that as you get older and you have some health problems or you're you're maybe not as productive as you once were working and that's been a, a significant part of your identity and your kids are gone and you, you know all of a sudden you don't have the same self-worth and that eats some men uh, have trouble with that. Some men don't express their feelings very well, so they don't get them out. I think Donna's right. I think I hope that's changing with this generation. But I have five daughters, and I can clearly speak from that from experience and a son. I can clearly speak that the women will talk about what they're feeling. The guys don't necessarily do that as well. It's a, that's a generalization, but I think in my own personal life, it's true. And and it makes you feel very. My wife will talk about feelings. My uh -huh. daughter will. It makes me kind of oogie. <laughs> talk, I know that's probably a technical term. You, you have to get your master's degree in oogie. It's not in our book of diagnosis, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. In the I next just person. created a new diagnosis. You yeah. have oogie. So as I'm listening to you guys and I'm hearing, Donna, I think I heard you say that women talk more. And you're, figure. you had six or five daughters. Here's a clinical observation, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> You were significant. It explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yes. You were significantly outnumbered. Yes. So how do you deal? No, we better not go into the how do you deal. That's, with a, that's a different that's episode. Yeah, that's a whole other show yeah. we don't have time for today. How does it work with 33 Forever when you get that Instagram post or that phone call or that that pop-up from the website? You know, How does that work? What What is kind of the way things happen from there? So we have a number of people who monitor those things. Although we do have messages on there that say we are not a we are not a twenty four hour twenty four seven helpline. There are those out there, and they're excellent and they're important, and people need to know that. And all over our website and all over our Facebook and Instagram pages, we have those numbers: the nine eight eight number, which is a great number to be able to use, the crisis text line, which is seven four one seven four one for those who feel more comfortable texting. Very important resources. There's also there are also local. Uh, crisis lines but we try to it, when we see crisis sometimes it's just people asking a question or they say you know i've got my my best friend's brother is struggling with this and i told her about you and where could he go and he needs treatment and he can't get in we try to make 
connections in the community and really anywhere. We, we've connected people up in, in the state of Oregon, in the state of Utah, in the state of California, in the state of Florida, because people reach out to us because the internet is everywhere, right? right? We had somebody reach out to us from Kosovo and that we couldn't really help them very wow. much, but we've had people internationally reach out to us. So depending on the seriousness of the issue, we try to get them out of our hands as quickly as we can and to professionals. And we have a very robust referral system, if you want to call it that. I mean, we're not medical people referring, but we know places that seem to be effective, and we try to direct people there. And then if we have a crisis situation, literally it's wonderful, we can text our professional advisory committee members, and they're very responsive, and they have good advice for us. And then if something's really serious, we tell people, call 911, call 988, call, you know, text 741-741, call the local numbers. All those things are very important. Again, we aren't equipped to deal with crisis, but we help people when they are in crisis get to the right place. You know, the one thing I like to say, and I think you will appreciate this, Scott and Tom, we are connected with so many people that we never thought we would be connected with. And how we get places is um, obviously God. Mm-hmm. But I believe Danny is in heaven having a chess game with everybody, and she's moving the pieces in our life that she wants us to encounter in order to help people. It is literally um, miraculous, some of the the people we've talked to, some of the way we've been able to help people through no hands of our own. And like you said, it it is a type of ministry. We don't ever say that because we just want to help people and not let the families go through the pain that we did or the the person struggling to feel that that is their only option is to take their life. Mm. Do you get a chance to ever share the gospel when you're as you interact with some of these folks? We do because personally that's that's our faith and that's our that's those are our beliefs and our Christianity. Our nonprofit is not a religious organization. That's not how we're set up. So we do have to be a little careful about that only only because we have to make the IRS happy, which right. is unfortunate. But but at the same time we try personally Don and I can speak to us. I mean the way that we try to do is by living the example and by trying to be as open to people and and have whatever conversations make sense at the time that we possibly can. Mm. And sometimes you know people are in their darkest dark darkness and they don't they don't know what to say, they don't know what to hear. And sometimes they just need to know that you love them and that people love them and someone out there loves them, including Jesus <laughs> loving them. But sometimes you just have to kind of reach people where they are and opportunities arise wherever they arise. You know how that works? How would you encourage someone maybe it's the the best friend you know you mentioned this a minute ago that best friend or maybe the parent and they see their child struggling and they don't know what to do with it would you recommend they reach out to you at least and go from there or at least yes we have met with many parents who we haven't known that have just reached out and said exactly those things and so a lot of times the parents just need to know that they're going to still stand through all this but what are the steps I should do because we've been there and we can give them advice we give them hope you know if they are struggling and they do have that question, their friend, absolutely reach out to us. But I would still say those uh, 988, which is the suicide hotline or helpline, you can call that if you're not struggling, but your friend is, and they will give you help. The same with the text line. So it's not just for somebody in crisis at that moment. It's for somebody maybe dealing with or knowing. The same with our warm line here in in Richland County. But yeah, I would say if if they don't know where to reach out to, a thousand percent, please reach out to us. And I know you have listeners in the Mansfield, the Ashland, and the Worcester area. All of those three communities have 
local helplines, local crisis lines. Easy to find. Should be very easy if you if you Google you suicide know, help Worcester, suicide helpline Worcester Ohio Ashland yes. Ohio. That those are the in Mansfield for example it's four one nine five two two help. And that goes directly to a local person who is trained and available to help within a crisis and can get the person the resources needed. But Don, what Donna said is important, which is that if you have a family member or a friend or somebody you see is struggling and you don't know what to do to help, that's a call you can make, too. They're, they're willing to take those calls, and they're great at taking those calls. In the days of what we went through where you just didn't talk about it they don't exist anymore you want to talk about it this is something we need to talk about and you may have noticed if you're a regular part of the session that we've talked about depression we've talked about suicide a lot in the last six months or so but it's such a huge issue right now Mm -hmm. and with uh and i don't really know if it started with the lockdowns tom do -hmm. you think or what but yeah you know there just seems like the time has come that we need to be talking about this. Well, definitely during the, the lockdowns when people were alone and they didn't have much hope. We just came from the holidays when it's difficult to uh, deal with, with those kinds of things. There are people out there that just went through a holiday without a loved one. And that's difficult. And it can cause depression. And it is okay to be able to say you're not okay. You know, I mean, what you all probably went through with Danny in the, the first holidays the first birthday those had to just be terrible for you all they're still tough I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you that they're not they're still tough we're four years coming up on four years later and holidays are tough birthdays are tough the day we call it her wing day you know that's when she got her wings that that's a tough day uh it's still tough for all of our family one of the things that i think has been we, we've seen the statistics when people first went into the pandemic you know we all sort of got together and we all buckled down and we were all being there for each other even though we were remote and that was tough and people felt lonely but honestly the suicide numbers did not go up substantially but things went on and they went on and they went on and people their but i say this all the time they're buckets of resilience you know you have a bucket full of resilience and they used them up and they got to the end of the bucket and they didn't have anything left and they still had the struggles or they still had the aftermath and so, unfortunately, what we've seen all over the country, probably all over the world, but certainly all over Ohio, all over Richland County, our numbers are way up. We're at record numbers. So you gotta, we got to be very attentive to the people that we care about, the people we love. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this all the time. You see something, say something. It's the same thing with this. It's so important that we take care of people and be aware and ask questions and ask not just, hey, how's your day? Oh, fine. Because that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. But Go deeper with the people that matter to you in your life. Work, church, home, school, all of those places. Another thing that I was just thinking as Jeff's talking about the resilience bucket and trying to hang on to your hope. I have an aunt who had seven children and she lost five of her seven children to a disease. And I was just talking to my cousin last week and, you know, and I told her she was one of, you know, she's the one who lost her five siblings. And I said, faith is the only reason why we're standing. If Jeff and I did not have our faith, we would not be here. I am 100% convinced of that. And I said, I wish I'd talked to your mom more about this. And she said her mom's favorite line was when the world seems too heavy and the problem seems too much, you're carrying it alone. So that's when you need to turn to God. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. If there's one thing that's been out of the pandemic that's been good and helpful is that we talk about mental health. 
we talk about mental health more than we ever have. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't have a mental health challenge or you never felt depressed or you never felt anxious or you didn't know what that felt like, if you didn't feel some of that sometime during the last three years, two and a half years, I don't know where you've been. You know what I mean? <laughs> we've, we've had that. And and so even folks who haven't had that, and, and so people are talking about it, and that's good because the more we talk, the more we can help. We know that talking about suicide, asking questions about suicide doesn't make people think about it. It actually helps prevent. The, the science shows us that. The, the research shows us that. So it's not, shouldn't be a taboo subject. The more we talk about anything, the better we are about it. You know, we, we, we've saved a lot of lives with talking about wearing seatbelts. You know, we've saved a lot of lives talking about going to the doctor and getting a checkup and getting your heart and getting mammograms and getting, you know, getting screened for this and screened for that. It's logical, isn't it? <laughs> we at, at Heritage are seeing a lot of loss when, when they've lost in people in relationships. And so if Jesus is the light and we bring suicide to the light, we bring the thoughts and concerns about it to the light where he is, we can find healing. And that is exactly supportive of what you're saying. When we talk about it, we bring it to the light. And his people, he God oftentimes uses his people like Jeff and Donna to help impact lives for the kingdom. What a wonderful thing. I feel like we've just scratched the surface of this, but time is never our friend with this. So let's let's kind of end with this. Jeff and Donna, thank you for, for coming in and, and just opening a curtain, I think, for us. If someone has questions, how can they find out more about 33 Forever? You can go to www.33forever.life, and there's a place where you can ask for information, contact us on our, you know, send us a message on Instagram, on Facebook, on the 33 Forever. And you know what? Personally, Jeff and I will get messages on Facebook, and uh, and then we go ahead and answer them as well. So we will connect with anybody, however they want to connect with us. We have a TV show called Sparking the Conversation at WMFD. You can contact them, and they'll help. I'm sure contacting you, but as long as they're keeping their eyes on either themselves or their loved one, and if they need help, don't wait. Just make a call somewhere. The In crisis, I'm going to give those numbers again. 988 is the national crisis line, suicide and others, mental health line. 911, if something is emergency like that. But 988 is an emergency line to it. 741741 is the crisis text line. 419-522-HELP is the Richland County crisis line. And then, again, our website, 33forever.life, 33forever.life, not .com, and uh, at 33forever, Inc., and at 33forever, Inc., Instagram, Facebook. Tom, you know, once they have facilitated, perhaps they wind right. up talking to you. So how can they start a conversation with Tom? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. 